Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, welcome again to Concepts for Living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. It's been our privilege week after week to bring you a word from the Lord. And I have a word, a fresh word, even for this season. That is, I want to talk to you about kingdom laborers worthy of hire. Stay tuned. You'll be blessed. Kingdom laborers worthy of hire. I'm thinking of an Oscar Mayer uh, commercial. It was a commercial that was appealing to some who would be prepared to be their wiener mobile driver. And in the process, they indicated be a hot dogger. Come join us as a company and be a hot dogger driving our wiener mobile. Well, perhaps Oscar Mayer didn't give sufficient thought to the meaning of hot dogger. Because a hot dogger in its definition is an irresponsible, flamboyant, show-off person. Can you imagine someone of that caliber driving their wiener mobile? Think about it. It is to simply say that there must be adequate qualifications for employment. Yes, I said employment. We don't like to use those terms in keeping with the gospel, no doubt. But this is what Jesus was doing. He was employing. Make no mistake about it. He knew the quality of those who would be employed by him. He knew what it took to be a, what's this now, a kingdom laborer. And so, if you'll notice in verse uh, chapter 9, let's look over in chapter 9. I, I think it's important for us to go there because what you're going to come upon is the interviewing and the interviewer of those who would be kingdom laborers. Listen to it. In verse 57 of this chapter, chapter 9, what you're going to hear is uh, Jesus interviewing. Now it goes on to say, let me begin at verse 57. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. He makes application for employment. 
Now, now, now notice Jesus' response to him. Jesus says unto him, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. What is he saying? Don't come expecting to have all of the modern benefits. Don't, 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 don't expect that I'm going to provide for you lodging, etc. No. What he's saying is that you may discover that you're going to go through your employment concerned about where you're going to lay your head. Because I don't even have a place to lay my head. The birds have nests. Foxes have holes. But I have no place. So don't come thinking that you're going to be walking into great benefits that will satisfy your human needs. Watch this now. Then he goes on to say, and he said unto another. Verse 59 now. Lord, suffer me uh, uh, to another. Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Hmm? Well, look at verse 60. It says, Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. What is this saying? I know it sounds cold, but what he's saying is that your priority must be kingdom assignment. Your, your assignment as a laborer in the kingdom. Go preach the kingdom. That's a sermon unto itself, but not for today. And another also, verse 61, said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go. Bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. In other words, I want to follow you. I want to be employed, but let me go home first and say goodbye to my family. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, if this is your priority, then function like it. Nothing ought to take precedent over what you believe God is calling you to do. If you want to be employed, then it will be under these terms and conditions. So the interviews have been responded to as they have made application. I can't promise you a lot of stuff you're asking about. I can't permit you to do certain things that you want to do. I can't even condone you're going to do something that would seem to be the most appropriate thing to do. It's about priorities. It's about priorities. Have you noticed how we tend to put spiritual things after social things? Have you observed how we have a way as human beings of giving priority to the things that we want more than the things that he requires? And so, this is a message for us today. 
chapter 10 opens with these words. Listen to it. It says, and after these things, after all the interviews, after all of the decisions made, listen to this, on those who applied, after these things, the Lord appointed other, other 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face to go into every city and place whither or where he himself would be coming. This is most important because most of us fail to realize why we're in the kingdom. We think, some at least think, that we are in the kingdom to be blessed. And we're in the kingdom to have a good time. We're in the kingdom to rejoice in the Lord. We're in the kingdom. Wait a minute. We are in the kingdom of God so that we may prepare the way for the Lord's coming. He's coming. But what he does is he has those who will go ahead of him. Harbingers. Harbingers. In other words, those who go before him to herald, to say, he's coming. Remember John Baptist? He was a hamager. He was. He was. He was one who was basically setting the pace, the one opening doors, the one preparing the hearts, preparing the world for the coming of the Savior. Well, you know, we always have three points to our message. One, the appointed. Two, the anointed. And three, the disappointed. Stay tuned and be further blessed. So note with me, number one, the appointed. I said the appointed. The appointed is what we are observing here. It says here, the scripture says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. Got it? So, 70. I'm going to ask you to look with me in verses 3 all the way down to verse 7. And you're going to hear not only that you don't carry what you want. It's not a show. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a catwalk. It's not that which you're going to be showing yourself off. No, no, it's not for your comfort. You may be looking for creature comforts, but it's not going to be that way. You're going to go through some hard times. A lot of people want to be Christian, but they don't want to go through hard times. There are a lot of people who want to be in the work of God, but don't want to go through hard times. But hard times are associated with this calling to be laborers in the kingdom of God. It says, and, I, and when you get to a house, I want you to go house to house. And when, I, when you get into a house, the first thing I want you to do, as soon as you hit the door, I want you to say, peace be unto this house. And if there are people in that house who receive that peace, then you stay there. But if they don't receive the peace you bring, notice what he says. If not, 
it shall turn. Watch this. If not, don't stay. Leave that house. If not, it shall turn to you again. Look, watch this now. Don't let what people's responses to you determine the value of what you bring. Because many of us, we bring our best. And as far as we're concerned, it is our best. But when we, when we offer it to those who need it, they say, what's this? What is this? What's this? But I'm offering you something that's going to be a blessing to you. What? Because in the midst of turmoil, nothing is more important and precious than peace. Oh, peace. Peace for your troubled mind. Peace for your disturbed spirit. Peace in your social life and family life. Peace. That's what we need. Peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. But it's peace that passeth all understanding. How many of us have refused that peace? How many of us were expecting something else from our guest? But all they did was to come here and say, peace be to you. Hmm. It goes on to say in verse 7, it says, And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give you. Whatever they offer you, don't come now with your bias and with your own scruples and with your own convictions. Whatever they offer you, receive it. Some of us are good givers, but hard receivers. Some of us will give, give, give. But when somebody else wants to bless you, when somebody else wants to seed into you, when somebody else wants to speak peace to you, you don't want that. And I think the reason for that is we like to think that we're in control all the time. But no, what he says is, whatever is set before you, receive it. Enjoy it. Be blessed by it. Why? Don't be embarrassed. Why? Don't feel as though it's too much. Why? Don't feel as though it's not enough. Why? Because the laborer is worthy of his hire. If somebody wants to bless you, let them bless you. Somebody wants to help you, let them help you. Oh my, isn't this a good word today? What he's saying is that you have to be prepared to let them do whatever they can for you. Everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody doesn't have the same worth and wealth. And so you receive. God give us a humble spirit so that we may receive the blessings that will come from sources where we feel should not be the ones giving us anything. And then he said, don't loiter. You know how we like to talk? 
Along. Hi, Jim, how you doing, man? Look, I tell you, I, I've got an amazing assignment I'm on right now, but I just thought, what did you think about the game last night? What did what, you think? But, no, no, no. He said, don't waste your time. Use wisdom. Appropriate your time wisely. Because many times we can't do the things we ought to do because we do the things we want to do. Priority. Are you with that? Verses 3 to 7. What we see there is rather plain. And that simply means that you and I have been appointed. When you have been appointed or assigned, you really don't have the right to change things. You fulfill what you were hired to do. And by the way, I say again, when blessings start coming back to you, don't say, oh, no, I'm not worthy. Oh, no, 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 no. The laborer is worthy of his hire. The second thing I observe from this passage, as we read on down beyond verse 7, look at verse 8 to 14. It's going to get real deep now. It's going to get deep. But, but I believe we can make it through these deep waters. So notice the way it happens. It says, and in, into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you. Eat such things as are set before you. Heal the sick that are therein. And say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Hmm? But go into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you not. Go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, even the very dust of your city which cleaveth unto us we do wipe off against you notwithstanding be sure of this that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you oh boy that's some deep stuff First of all, we had the appointed. Now, we're going to see the anointed. Oh, yes. Now, we're going to see the anointed, especially if we go on to verse 12. It says, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable that day for Sodom than for that city. Got it? Woe unto thee, Corson. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had a great while ago repented. Sitting in sackcloth and ashes. 
but it shall be more tolerable for Tyree and Sidon at the judgment than for you. Oh boy, I said it's deep. Really, what he's saying here is this. I send you as laborers. I send you as my disciples. I send you as the church. Not just as workers, but anointed workers. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, it says that the same one who has established us, has anointed us, and has sealed us. I said it before and I'll say it again. Every true Bible-believing, spirit-filled believer, there is the anointing. The anointing is there. And the anointing is what makes the difference. The anointing is what takes ordinary people and makes them extraordinary. The anointing is what takes the natural and makes it supernatural. Are you listening to me? I'm not just a Christian on Sunday. I'm not just a Christian when I'm around the saints. I'm a Christian wherever I go. I'm a believer wherever I go. I'm anointed wherever I go. Every house I enter into, the anointing's coming on in. Every circumstance that I face, the anointing is coming on in. Well, I sincerely trust that you have been inspired and that you have been informed as to what it takes to be a laborer in the kingdom of God, a laborer worthy of hire. Why? Because the laborer is worthy of his hire. So until next time, and I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. May God bless you and yours. Concepts for living Concepts for living